Hello, I'm Eddie French, and you might recognise me from such icy news noises as... <coughs> Daddy! And who could forget... <coughs> well, the good news is, is that I now have my own podcast. It's called Pick Scraped, and it is a fortnightly sketch show uh, made entirely by me. So if that sounds like the sort of thing you'd like, go to wherever you get your podcasts and listen to it. Thank you. Pick Scraped. You're listening to IC News, the only network bringing you the stories from across the multiverse. The Health Secretary Stephen Barclay accuses unions representing NHS staff of making a deliberate choice to inflict harm on patients, saying he's furious that they would copy 12 years of Tory policy. The Scottish Government passes the Gender Reform Bill, making it much easier for your fragilely masculine uncle to transition from a pleasant Christmas dinner guest into a drunk and ignorant dickhead. A dangerous Arctic storm sweeps across much of the US and Canada, with temperatures plunging as low as minus 55 degrees Celsius. It was so cold in some states that schools closed over fears that many AR-15s would jam and not work properly. And finally, rail fares in England are to rise by up to 5.9%, money that Network Rail claims is needed to wave in Mick Lynch's face before refusing to pay it to any of his workers. Hello and welcome. I'm Sam Gore and Merry Christmas everyone. You're listening to a fantastically festive edition of IC News. Let's be honest, probably on Tuesday, having overeaten and drunk yourself stupid over Christmas and Boxing Day. Well, never fear, dear listener. You might be late to this particular party, but we'll be here to keep you company as you nestle under the duvet in your disgusting fug of Brussels sprout and mince pie-scented flatulence. Tis the season to be jolly, but unfortunately not if you work in the NHS. Staffing and patient safety crises have become something of a festive tradition over the last few years, but this year's strike action by nurses and emergency responders was a secret Santa gift that Rishi Sunak's government were less than pleased with. And none were more displeased than the Health Secretary Stephen Barclay, a breathing placeholder of a politician, a sort of fleshy human gone-fishing sign, a man who perpetually looks like he's just smelt a fart on the bus and can't remember if it was him or not. He's doggedly followed the Prime Minister's instructions to be as obstinate as humanly possible with the unions, refusing to meet them to negotiate over pay, and this week even going so far as to accuse striking NHS staff of taking a deliberate decision to cause harm to patients. Joining me in the studio today to defend the government's position and discuss the strikes across the health service, it's our Conservative correspondent, Sebastian Forlock. Hello, Sam. Season's greetings and Merry Christmas. It's a pleasure to be here. Merry Christmas to you too, Sebastian. Let's just dive straight into it. The Health Secretary's comments this week were pretty inflammatory, weren't they? Oh, contraire, Sam. I think you'll find Mr Barclay was quite in the right. It is downright dangerous for ambulance workers and nurses to strike at a time when the NHS is under immense pressure. All our health secretary did was omit the rather salient truth that the NHS is under immense pressure at any time the Conservatives have stewardship of it. In every other sense, he was being perfectly honest. 
Calling the strike action dangerous does rather duck one of the major points the healthcare unions are making, though, doesn't it? Which is what exactly, dear boy? That the NHS is already dangerous for a lot of patients due to chronic understaffing and abysmal staff retention rates. This dispute isn't, and has never been, purely about pay. It's also about securing the personnel and proper funding that's so desperately needed to improve the service and overcome the enormous challenge of the Covid backlog. Oh, well, now you're missing the point, Sam. Which is that, for the government, there's only one patient that actually matters. It's poor little Rishi Sunak. His ego and sense of authority have taken a thorough battering of late, and we really need to perk him up a bit by convincing him that he can win the odd fight or two against the trade unions. Even when that comes at the expense of our essential workers? The very same ones that he stood on his doorstep and clapped for just a couple of years ago. Especially when it comes at their expense, old bean. Nothing makes you look tougher than having the balls to stand up to a sacred cow like the NHS. Our Prime Minister has chosen his hill, and he's going to have to die on it before they'll even think about sending an ambulance for him. 19% simply isn't affordable, and that's the end of that. Right, but it's not, is it? That's not how industrial action works. It's never been how industrial action works, and it's utterly ludicrous that the government are pretending otherwise. The opening demand isn't the end of the negotiation, and a staff walkout isn't unavoidable if you actually agree to sit around the table and talk in order to avert it. The government aren't even agreeing to do that, and that's why nurses and emergency staff are striking. I believe the government have made their position very clear, Sam. They're following the recommendations of the independent pay review bodies, and that's the end of it. Except they've ignored those recommendations in the past when it suits them, so that argument has no ethical integrity whatsoever. Why should the unions be expected to hold themselves to the recommendations if the government picks and chooses when it needs to? Because it's one rule for the government and another rule for everyone else? Good Lord, do I really have to teach you how to suck eggs? I'd really rather you didn't, so let's circle back to another word you used. Affordable. The staffing crisis means that many healthcare services are currently paying through the nose for agency staff and locum doctors to plug the gaps. What's affordable about that situation, when that money could be saved by recruiting and retaining permanent staff? Independent pay review, body sa la 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 I can't hear you, Sam, I'm sorry, la 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 Well, that's very mature. It's as mature as the government's being. So that's your position, is it? The government should stick to its guns and continue to let the NHS hemorrhage staff to the lure of better paid positions in the private sector. Oh, you're asking me personally, are you? Oh, good lord, no. I'd want them to enter negotiations immediately and start averting this dreadful nonsense straight away. Oh, right. Um... I mean, can you imagine a Briton without the NHS? It's unthinkable. The nurses and doctors have been remarkably patient and diligent with me over the years, and I'd never get that sort of treatment from the private sector. Okay, well, this is surprising. There's not a healthcare insurance provider in the world who's going to cover you for a second horse-related rectal injury, (laughs) let alone a third or fourth one. I'd have been 
bankrupted without the NHS years ago. Oh, suddenly it all makes sense. I take it you've done that little calculator thing online that shows you how much you've cost the service over the years, then? Have I ever? And let me tell you, Sam, between the multiple rectal repair surgeries, the septicemia from ingesting human faeces, the penile reattachments, plural, the antihistamine treatments for fire and bites, the length and breadth of the shaft, the testicular reconstructions, the third-degree burn treatments to both nipples, and the cost of all of those STI treatments because most of my daddies simply refuse to rubber up. It's rather expensive being a submissive little Tory gimp. Well, I hope you've been taking government advice and avoiding all these high-risk activities during the strike action, Sebastian. Honestly? I rather wish I had the luxury. I was called to a canapé reception at the Carlton Club just last night. And there's a pine cone in my arsehole that I'm probably not going to be able to get shifted until Tuesday. (laughs) Tickles. This is how I'm spending Christmas Day. Well, of course, we're working, dear boy. Unlike those feckless paramedics, we're professionals. I'm Sebastian Forlock. Christ, this pinches. Reporting for IC News. Over in the US, the former President Trump got a whole series of unwelcome Christmas presents this week. Not only did the January 6th committee recommend a series of criminal charges against him over his role in the Capitol riot, but House Democrats also revealed the tens of millions of dollars in losses he'd declared over the last six years in order to pay next to nothing in federal taxes. Trump responded to these embarrassing accusations and revelations in his typically dignified fashion, releasing this statement in a video on Truth Social. Hello America, it's me, Donald Trump, your favourite president ever. I know what you think, I'm the best president this country has ever had. Better than Lincoln, better than Washington, better than Ford and Toyota. Merry Christmas everyone, I hope you're having a wonderful time with your families like I know I will be. Nothing makes me happier than tucking into a plate of Christmas Baconators while Melania glares at me from 50 feet away. She mutters a bunch of stuff in Slovenian that sounds very aggressive, but I'm sure what she's really saying is just happy holidays, and I'm so happy. Now, America, I know it's Christmas, but I've got something I've got to tell you. So please, pay attention and get your bank cards ready now. The far-left radical Democrats and their friends in the Justice Department and the Deep State are colluding to bring me down. Their sham committee filled with Antifa traders and never-Trump Republicans, have committed a great hoax on our country. The worst hoax ever. They've collected what they call evidence and sworn testimony that they claim proves I should have criminal charges brought against me. It's a disgrace. And I'll tell you how I know it's a disgrace, America. I'm Donald Trump. I understand the law and the legal process better than anyone. I have the sharpest legal mind in the world. Camera, person, woman, hamburger. I have an IQ in double digits. Did you know that? That's twice as many digits as one digit. And I know the law inside out. Evidence and sworn testimony are not proof. 
Proof is when you speculate wildly and listen to bullshit conspiracy theories because you feel like you won an election even when you didn't. That's evidence, America. That's how the law is supposed to work. But the Democrats are now working with deep state judges and shadowy forces to stop me from running as your president again. It's shameful. It's the worst thing that's ever happened to any American president. Worse than Lincoln and Kennedy and that other Kennedy and all the other Kennedys. But all is not lost, America. Have you got your bank cards ready? Good, because I'm going to tell you now about the only way to save your favorite president and by extension, save our beautiful country. Democracy isn't dead, not yet, but together our beautiful movement can rise up peacefully, remember, I always say peacefully, and beat it half to death with a flagpole before zapping it with a taser until it passes out. Hopefully, just long enough for me to become president again. And this is how we're going to do it, America. With the second round of my exclusive NFT playing cards, featuring me as some of our greatest American heroes. Heroes like Huckleberry Finn, Robert E. Lee, O.J. Simpson, and Homelander. But that's not all, America. For the first time, these exclusive playing cards can be printed at home, and now you can play an incredible game with them. I call it MAGA, The Gathering. And it's tremendous fun. To play the game, you just tap lands you've collected, like White Castle and Whole Foods, to generate white power. And then, when you've got enough white power, you can summon Oath Keepers and other militias to attack and overthrow your opponent. And it's all legal, because it's very peaceful, and I definitely didn't tell you that you need to storm the Capitol and murder Mike Pence. I'm telling you right now, America, MAGA The Gathering is the next big smash hit card game. It's the most fun you can have without fantasizing sexually about your own daughter. And what's more, each card is once again available for the bargain price of $99. Each individual or business purchase is limited to 100 cards and I promise you that is purely because there are going to be in such high demand. The price has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that $9,900 is just under the $10,000 threshold for declaring a transaction to the IRS. All of the money raised by sales of MAGA The Gathering cards will go directly to fighting corruption and evil in our democracy. By which I mean it will go straight into my pocket. So remember, America, keep fighting the good fight and together the MAGA movement can stand up against the tyrannies of justice and law and order in this country. I'm your favorite president, Donald J. Trump. And I'm telling you right fucking now, I'm never going to prison. Never, you hear me? Merry Christmas. Unless you're a Democrat, in which case, fuck you. And happy holidays. It would be remiss of us to release an episode on Christmas Day without indulging in something at least a little festive. It is tradition, after all. And nothing is more traditional in this country than the right-wing press whipping up a shitload of imagined outrage over the suggestion that Christmas itself is somehow under attack. Here at IC News, we honour our commitment to journalistic impartiality by giving airtime to unhinged wingnuts of every description. And in that vein, here's Cruella Hunt. That's right, everyone. It's me, Cruella Hunt. 
the network's only anti-woke correspondent and tireless crusader against the politically correct crybabies on the liberal left. Today, I'm on my grandest mission yet, to save Christmas from the tofu-munching wokerati. You know the scum I mean. The hand-ringers, the virtue signals, and the deviants. If it was up to them, all our theatres this holiday season would be full of men in dresses putting on family entertainment that they claim is all just a bit of fun, when in fact it's full of smutty innuendo and aimed at kids. Well, let me tell you, that will never become a Christmas tradition on my watch. Not with my values. Who's behind you? You fucking what, pal? The lad collecting the mulled wine mugs, love. Could you let him through, please? Oh, right. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Merry Christmas. See what I did there, listeners? I helped out. I just got on with it, instead of raging over the use of the gendered term lad and leaping on Twitter to try and cancel this barman. I showed Christmas spirit. Even though you're not allowed to say Christmas anymore. You can't say anything anymore. It's all Happy Holidays or Merry Winterville or Black Seasons Matter and Trans Inclusive Greetings. You can't even call for a black woman to be stripped naked and pelted with shit in the street in a national newspaper column anymore without the woke brigade calling you a misogynist. Where's the common sense? Where's the sense of perspective? Where are this country's Christian values when it comes to the pitchfork mob now piling on Jeremy Clarkson just because he dared have an opinion? But I shouldn't be surprised. As a country, we get weaker and more fragile every year. We're a nation of spineless, brittle permanently offended little crybabies who spit our dummies out of our pram every time we get called a mean name. What happened to the stiff upper lip and the blitz spirit? What happened to goodwill to all men? And yes, I said men. This constant war on Christmas has cancel culture gone mad. And it gets worse every single year. Despite all of the warnings, about it definitely coming and the valiant fight back those of us with common sense put in to just keep Christmas alive every single year there's a story in the Daily Express about it every year and every year I get angrier and angrier at these meddling virtue signalers and I put the biggest poppy in my drawer straight on my lapel and I march out for those Christmas markets to challenge them That's right, I said Christmas markets, not Winterville markets, Christmas markets! I swear to God, every year it's like somebody at the Express is deliberately trying to keep me angry. If I wasn't so bloody livid all the time, I might even pause for a second to try and figure out why. Are you ordering anything, miss? There's quite a queue building up behind you. Yes, you know what? Yes, yes, I bloody well will. I'll have a Merry Christmas, please, if you dare to say it. Merry Christmas? Are you alright? No, that's... You can't... Look, I'm... I'm talking about the fact that you can't say it anymore. You can't say what anymore? 
Merry Christmas. I have just said it. Yeah, I know you've said it. But you can't say it, say it. You can't put it on your posters. You can't put it on your branding anymore, just in case it offends someone. Yeah, but you can, because this place is literally called the Christmas Market. Look, the banner. I know, but you can't say it, though. But I can say it. Merry Christmas, see? Well, yes, to me, but I'm... You know. You're what? Oh, you know, a woman of a certain demographic and, um... White Christmas. I don't know what that's got to do with anything. I say it to everyone and everyone says it back. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that... Bloody Muslims love saying that. I sell mulled wine, mate. There's not exactly a massive Muslim market for it. But we do do hot chocolate. And everyone always gets a Merry Christmas with one of them, too. And everyone always says it back. Yeah, but they don't, though, do they? Yeah, but they do, though. Do people not say Merry Christmas to you? Is that the problem? Uh, uh, Only because of cancel culture. I was saying all this to my lesbian daughter just two Christmases ago, back when she'd agreed to see me, before I told her over the sprouts that her marriage was an abomination. Oh, I get it. You're a cunt. I beg your pardon. How fucking dare you? Whoops, you can't say anything anymore, can you? Now, could you move out of the way, please? There's a whole line waiting. Merry Christmas. Uh, Unbelievable. I've never been so offended in all my life. (laughs) That's it. I'm taking a photo of this animal and putting it straight on Mum's net. You can't even go out to save Christmas anymore without some dreadful lefty abusing you. God, the tofu-munching wokarati have got so much to answer for. <laughs> I am Cruella and Bobbubbug reporting for ICUS. And thus, dear listeners, does our special Christmas episode of IC News conclude, with the heartwarming festive tears of an outraged right-wing snowflake. It's time for us to leave you to it, so grab your eggnog and your mistletoe, and please enjoy whatever's left of your festive period. Over the next two weeks, we'll be bringing you the best of the midsection of Season 9, followed by the best of 2022, before returning properly with a brand new episode on January the 8th. Until then, though, we leave you now with the headlines you may have missed. A thrilling World Cup final sees Argentina's Lionel Messi finally lift the biggest trophy in the game, after a hard-fought victory over the screaming ghosts of 10,000 migrant workers. Rishi Sunak finally appoints a new ethics advisor, but refuses to grant him independent powers of investigation into the conduct of his ministers. In a statement, the Deputy Prime Minister Dominic Raab again rejected all accusations of bullying and welcomed the opportunity to clear his name by bog-flushing whatever little nerd Rishi Sunak had appointed now. The COP15 Biodiversity Summit reaches a landmark agreement to protect 30% of the world's land and oceans in the name of nature, and the challenge now lies in persuading all the plants and animals to move into it. And finally... 
President Zelensky visits the US to plead for more military aid for Ukraine, in the hope that if he just asks Biden often enough, he might have forgotten the last time he provided some. You've been listening to IC News. Thank you, Merry Christmas, and goodbye. me, Danny Sutcliffe. I'm here today with a right bargain for you. And no, it's not just the mystery me I've got in the back of my van. Although that is also primo stuff, so meet me behind odd bins and flash your full beams if you're interested. If you haven't joined our Patreon yet, we've got a special offer for you. Sign up now as one of our early bird supporters and you can get access to all of our exclusive content for just £2 a month. If you want bonus podcast sketches, compilation episodes and ICU stories, this is the cheapest you're ever going to get them. You've got to be quick though, this deal is limited to the first 500 patrons and they'll get snapped up quick. It's the best way to show your support for the show and you'll be helping us to grow moving forwards. As always, thank you for all of your support and we hope you enjoy the show. And no, it's not badger me. And if Brian May tries to tell you otherwise, he's a fucking liar.